This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. Good morning, everybody. When you're young and healthy, you tend to believe that bad things only happen to others, and you're far more concerned with your present than your future. We all understand how important breast cancer prevention is, and unfortunately, one out of eight women in the U.S. will contract some form of the disease in her lifetime. So how do we persuade young, healthy women to engage in breast cancer prevention? And more importantly, what safe, inexpensive, and appealing measures can we provide them? What if we could come up with a simple daily technique that would not only maximize your breast's health, but also enhance their appearance using natural ingredients? My idea is to create disposable bra inserts or pads infused with the herbal supplement curcumin. Curcumin is the active ingredient in the spice turmeric that's been used in cooking for centuries. It's what gives curry its rich golden color. But curcumin has also been proven to have remarkable antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties that I believe can be harnessed for breast cancer prevention. There is evidence that it helps stop tumor cells from forming, growing, and spreading. Currently, the NIH has over 60 active clinical trials exploring the anti-cancer properties of curcumin, including one in which they're seeing if it reduces inflammation in the breast tissue of obese women, a group at a higher risk for breast cancer. Taken orally, though, curcumin is poorly absorbed in the digestive system, and that limits how it can be used for disease prevention. I believe that by applying it directly to the breast area, we can not only increase its potency, but pinpoint its focus. To enable this, advances in biotextiles are seeking new ways for active ingredients to penetrate the skin barrier without the use of adhesive patches. The textile would simply be in contact with the skin. So inserts made from this curcumin-infused biotextile would be a comfortable and targeted form of breast cancer prevention. But how do we get women to wear them? What if we could also incorporate skin-enhancing beauty supplements in the fabric, such as biotin, collagen, green tea, or honey? Healthy women of all ages would be inspired to wear these daily. In the name of beauty, women are willing to put on face masks, get Botox injections, and laser off all sorts of hair. So by simply putting on a bra that they probably wear anyway, it would be easy to get them to engage in breast cancer prevention. After all, who doesn't want healthy, smooth, unblemished, and perky breasts? (laughs) (laughs) Once we've developed the textile, we can find industry partners to help us produce the inserts. You know those insoles that have the dotted lines that you cut on for different shoe sizes? Well, to lower costs we can print similar cutting lines on the inserts so that they could be adapted to any bra brand, size, or shape. No special bra would be required. And the beauty of curcumin is that it's non-toxic, easily sourced, and very affordable, making this a potential solution for women from all socioeconomic backgrounds. To make sure of this, the inserts would need to be inexpensive enough so that they could be widely distributed to free clinics or women's health centers. Now, to test for impact in terms of prevention, 
we should initially test the inserts on young, healthy women at a higher risk for breast cancer, such as those with dense breasts. We could see if there's a change in their breast density or their inflammatory biomarkers over the course of five years. If indeed, curcumin is not only an anti-inflammatory, but also kills circulating tumor cells, as has been demonstrated in animal studies, we could see a significant reduction in the incidence of breast cancer in these women by the time they hit menopause. If successful, this could truly change our odds. We would have a more holistic approach to breast cancer prevention. Imagine being able to repurpose an abundant and affordable natural ingredient to save lives. And imagine that while doing so, we could also improve a woman's skin health. If we could do that, why wouldn't we? Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Michelle. And uh, judges, do we have questions? Yes. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your plan if you find that cutaneous delivery does not have a bioactive um, uh, infusion into the breast? Well, I think that that is really one of the critical elements is, is that we have to make sure of that. Um, that's part of what would create the, the easiness, the ease of use for young women um, if they would have to apply a cream or if they would have to take a, a supplement every day, I think that initially they might be enthusiastic, but at a certain point it tends to wear off. There, you know, non-compliance is a problem. So um, I have not thought if it didn't work because I am assuming and hoping that it will work. <laughs> we had one. Uh- so I just wanted to know about access, because I think you're talking about some concepts that often may be accessible to those that can afford those creams or have access to those types of treatments. Have you thought about scalability and accessibility? Well, what I'm thinking is when I spoke about industry partners, I didn't have time to go into details. But, for example, there's a company called Third Love, which is a bra company run primarily by women. Um, they already have a lot of interaction with breast cancer charity and, and engagement. Um, so I'm thinking that maybe if we can find industry partners that would be willing to, for example, donate one pair for every pair bought, or we would set up a subscription program um, that would arrive at free clinics and that would be able to be passed out in the same way that condoms are passed out in free clinics. It would just be a question of getting the price down on the inserts so that they would be able to be you know, widely distributed and used by everyone because I obviously don't want this to be a a 1% solution. Any other questions from the judges? Okay, I have a couple. One is, it sounds great, Tom's like a Tom's shoes thing where they, you buy a pair of Tom's shoes and they donate a pair. Um, Are there any studies that you can point us to that that show curcumin having these kinds of effects? Well, as I said, I think there are, first of all, there's over 60 active clinical trials in the NIH that are exploring the different um, benefits of curcumin, but for all different cancers, not just for breast cancer. Um, But there are far more in the rest of the world. And um, curcumin is definitely an antioxidant and an anti-inflammatory. And we know that even if that's not a cause of breast cancer, it's definitely a contributing factor. So hopefully, um, the minimum that this would do would be to reduce inflammation, and in that case, it would still create a healthier breast environment. Um, There are 
uh, studies that are seeking not only to make curcumin more bioavailable, but that are being tested in vitro and on animals, and they are showing that they do kill cancer cells. The problem is just how do we get that into the clinical trials? Uh-huh. Exactly. And then uh, another one was, uh, and how will the testing be done to see if actually this kind of uh, treatment does help to reduce breast cancer? Well, um, so to test for impact, what I was saying was that we should initially see this on young women at a higher risk for breast cancer. And we can just see in the first five years if there is a reduction in their inflammatory biomarkers or in their breast density. That would give us an indication that it is starting to work or that at least there is a change happening through this transdermal delivery system. Uh Then, obviously, we would have to wait until there was an eventual incidence or lack thereof of breast cancer. But perhaps when those women hit menopause, we could see if there's a reduction in the percentages of that type of woman, whether they would have developed it or not. Uh And is there any thought of doing a control group? Although I know that's kind of frowned on now to not do a control group that gets nothing. But there's going to be, I would assume there would be a a, a group that doesn't do this. I don't know if there's an, if you have an idea of having a group, you know, to to see what the same kind of, you know, uh, risk factors. Yes. I mean, eventually, of course, you know, that, that is the gold standard of clinical trials. So we would have to get there. But I believe that initially we'd really have to develop the textile, make sure that it does have, um, you know, this property that it can be used transdermally, see if it reduces inflammation, and then at that point we can absolutely, you know, it's non-toxic. So either way, we're able to test it or not test it on women and not have that be a potential danger. Uh Uh-huh. Great. Terrific. I forgot your plaque. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.